Attention Ditto Heads. Attention Bo Scouts. Goes by the pseudonym Bo Snurdly. It's time for the soul of excellence. He is a radio host at 77 WABC here in New York. The Rush Hour is on the air. Rush, Rush. Now here's Bo Snurdly. Here we are, yet another Tuesday. This Tuesday, there are primaries being held in four states, including the big one everybody's looking at in Georgia, where the governor and, of course, that Secretary of State's race there is going to be quite interesting. The governor on both sides, well, you know, Stacey Abrams is going to win. But there's so much more to do. If you want to Join us on the program today, 800-848-WABC is the number to call, 800-848-WABC, 848-9222. Now, President Biden, (coughs) President Biden, excuse me, folks, President Biden, this guy, I don't understand. This is uh, from American Wire News. President Joe Biden appeared to admit on Monday that gas prices are through the roof, largely because of his administration's green agenda. This happened at a press conference. Japanese Prime Minister Kishida Fumio. He was asked, the president was, Joe Biden, whether Americans should be prepared for a recession. And then he started in response, trying to list all of the great things his administration did, including, it would appear, his green agenda. When it comes to gas prices, Joe Biden said, we are going through an incredible transition that is taking place. God willing, when it's over, we'll be stronger and the world will be stronger and less reliant on fossil fuels when this is over. That incredible transition What is it? Many people, and the way it sounds like this is something that the White House wants, that the White House has designed. And by the way, Rush used to talk about this. So I'm just, I just remembered hearing, I can hear Rush's voice in my head right now, talking about how how the American left has always been jealous of our neighbors across the pond over in Europe was for years and years, their prices have been well over $5 a gallon in some cases, if you convert from the Euro to American dollar. And that's one of the things that they were happy about that their gas prices were artificially high and that liberals in this country have wanted gas prices high under the theory that high gas prices will cut down Automotive use. And of course, automotive use would mean what? It would mean that they could get to their greenhouse gas hoax numbers, they believe, more quickly. So it appears that Joe Biden is all about that. There have been developments in New York that we need to talk about. First, let me turn to our very own Jacqueline Carl so we can update you on some of the big stories in New York City. Jacqueline? Hey, Bo. So we the police have the suspected shooter in custody, the one that was involved in the, or sus- allegedly involved in the random fatal shooting aboard a Manhattan-bound Q train. 
Police say the suspect is identified as Andrew Abdullah. He's a suspect in the unprovoked murder of a Goldman Sachs employee, Daniel Rodriguez of Brooklyn. Cops say Abdullah has 11 prior arrests. Now, this has been a crazy story for us today, Bo. You know, uh, it, it's come out. A lot of news outlets uh, reported that he was in custody when he wasn't because he was supposed to show up to negotiate his custody. And then he didn't show up. So there was a lot of back and forth on this story all day. But 77 WABC held strong, kept in touch with the police and got it right when he was actually taken into custody. And he did this by negotiating his custody. So he is in custody with the police. Yeah, but he was going through a third party and negotiating his surrender. Okay, so this story, this so far, are are they saying he has been arrested for that particular crime, or do we know that to be the case? Well, he he is suspected as as being the shooter. Okay. You know, it hasn't been proven yet, but you know, this is this is what this is what the thinking is. Witnesses told police that this was the guy who paced back and forth in the train's last car before pulling out a firearm and shooting forty eight year old forty eight year old Enriquez without provocation. Uh, the alleged murder weapon was recovered because he randomly handed the suspect randomly handed the gun to a homeless man. So I would imagine if he was negotiating his surrender and they have prints on the gun, will this is a fluid mm. situation. But right now we know okay. they have a suspect in custody, and it, it, he's been identified as Andrew Abdullah, and also he Not has about the- eleven priors. Eleven priors. Yeah, <clears throat> known gangbanger apparently too. If this, if it's the guy, yeah, the the guy they have in custody is is affiliated with a gang, is allegedly affiliated with a gang, and has priors. Now it just remains to be seen if how he'll plead and how this is all going to play out. But he is in custody. What else do we have going on here, Jacqueline? Got a second arrest in the shooting death of the 11-year-old girl from the Bronx. In custody is the 18-year-old. Now, if you remember, they had an 18-year-old who was driving a motor scooter and a 15-year-old passenger who actually fired the gun. He was firing, uh, allegedly firing at a 13-year-old boy. And 11-year-old Kiara Tay was caught in the crossfire. She got hit in the stomach and died. Police say Omar Bojang and his 15-year-old passenger were chasing that boy. NYPD says the 18-year-old Bojang faces charges including murder and manslaughter. It's not clear if Bojang has a lawyer to to comment on his behalf at this point. And the 15-year-old that was arrested Friday, the alleged shooter, also faces murder and manslaughter charges. Well, Jacqueline, that's what we have time for right now. Thank you so much. Um, and thank you for explaining this fluidity that has <laughs> transpired with the uh, with the arrest of this uh, Andrew Abdullah. It's been a day. We appreciate it. <laughs> it has been a day. Thank you so much, Jacqueline. That's Jacqueline Carl, WABC News. Now, folks, this thing is going to be with us for a while. Um, I understand that uh, we have a revival in New York now of the Subway Night Patrol unit. This was reported from the New York Post. Uh, Police officials bringing targeted night patrols back to the subway system, according to the uh, transit uh, chief, Jason Wilcox. That's what he told members on Monday. The patrol cops, known as the train patrol force, will walk trains and platforms at night when a large chunk of in-train 
crimes occur, just as they did decades ago. <clears throat> so my question is this, what took so long? What took so long? What took so long? Eric Adams came into office saying the first thing he was going to do was deal with the crime. People have been afraid to ride the subway since last year, since the year before. And now all of a sudden here we are after a Goldman Sachs employee is murdered and I'm not I am not critical of that at all. But did it take someone from the upper echelon of New York society, like a Goldman Sachs worker, being killed before all of a sudden we have this action? That's the way it appears, and I don't understand that. And all of a sudden, I read elsewhere, and I'll confirm with with Jacqueline, but I read too. We're going to have cameras back in the subways. There's a bill afoot by a Brooklyn Brooklyn representative to make sure that there are cameras in the subway. Well... Am I the only one that was under the impression that we already had cameras in the subway? How can we be running this billion-dollar transportation enterprise, the MTA, multi-billion-dollar transportation enterprise, and it has been for decades and decades, and only now we're talking about bringing cameras in? When you go to any other city, any other major city in the world, you go to London, their, number one, their train stations are remarkably clean, even in Russia. If you see pictures of the train station, you wouldn't believe it. They're, they're, they're gorgeous. But cameras have been everywhere. This is not new technology. What has taken it so long for New York to get their act together when it comes to making sure that subway riders are safe and that we know or there is a viable record of what is happening in the subway system in New York. This is almost insulting, folks. I don't know where you come in with this. You think about it. If you have a thought on it, you can give us a call, 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. What Jacqueline told us about this guy, 11 arrests. This goes to everything that we have been talking about crime from the beginning from last year, when Curtis Lewa, WABC's Curtis Lewa, was running for mayor against Eric Adams. And crime was the number one issue. We were told by this mayor that day one, day one, he'd have his foot on the pedal. That we were going to get some action on this. And now, after this latest death, we finally have someone stepping up and say, oh, you know, I think it's a good idea that we put some cops in the subways at night when most of the crime occurs. Really? It took you this long to figure out that maybe, just maybe, when the crimes are occurring on the subway system at night, we need to have some police there? Oh, my gosh. What a brilliant idea. There's going to be a lot more on this. This is just unbelievable. We have other news happening, and we also have, it is Tuesday. You know what Tuesday means? Tuesday means one of the most amazing men in media joins us, and we are so pleased to have him, Mark Stein. This is James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snurley. This is Bo Snurley's Rush Hour. Make sure you stick around for all of it. Right back. It's like a jungle sometimes. It makes me wonder how I keep from going under. 
It's the Rush Hour with Bo Snerdly. Rush on Rush. 77 WABC. Save big money when you start your next project today at Menards. Convert your current recessed lighting with energy-saving LED downlights from Fight Electric. They're bright and install easily in just minutes. They also go from regular lighting to nightlight mode with just a simple flip of a switch. Save big on all Fight lighting products now at Menards. Shop our lighting options today in-store and on Menards.com. Save big money at Menards. He's always mistakenly British. Teen Crumpets. Cheerio. But he's really a Canuck. Known on all seven continents. Oh, I know who you are. America's undocumented anchorman. He's a recording star and a TV star. Tuesdays, James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snerdly, presents Mark Stein. It is time once again, ladies and gentlemen, to see, even in your mind, if you can stump the Stein. Is there something that you have in your mind that Mark Stein wouldn't have thought of? Mark, please, I'm going to try to stump the Stein the first time around. Can you tell (laughs) me, Mark, why? (laughs) Thank you, Mark. Can you tell me why? We had this big bombshell last week, and it was a bombshell. Robbie Mook. Testifies. Mm. He says, Hillary did it. Hillary did it. Hillary did it. And yet we have had zero coverage outside of some, outside of like Fox and a few other right, quote, quote unquote, right wing outlets that actually acknowledge that now Hillary Clinton has been fingered. Ooh, boy, you, no, Hillary Clinton has been um, pointed out <laughs> to be the person <laughs> yeah. behind. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was just horrible we, imagery. You, you, you should just go home now. Play, uh, tell them to play soft and easy favorites to the top of the hour. You're not going to top that, James. <laughs> oh, why? Why is there nothing, Mark? Well, uh, I had a viewer on my TV show a couple of nights ago. I was talking about this monkey box. I said, well, you know, the monkey box has been around for 50 years, and now suddenly everyone's going crazy about it. And somebody, a viewer, commented, well, the media love a good story. And I said, that was true of the media in 1893. It's not true now. The media don't love a good story. All the best stories, whether it's, uh, you know, Hunter Biden or the non-existence of the Russia uh, plot, uh, the Russian uh, coup thing with Trump, uh, they don't cover those stories. So they've taken a conscious decision. I mean, what we now know is actually Hillary Clinton attempted to pervert the course of the 2016 election. Hillary Clinton personally did it. And uh, and now all the Democrats, the, the same ones, by the way, who are keeping the January 6th guys in, uh, in solitary confinement, awaiting a court date in 2037, the self-same people all go, oh, yeah, Hillary, that's, uh, that's old news. That's, we don't, yeah, Hillary Clinton, she attempted to uh, subvert American democracy. Yeah, that's totally old news. Well, what about if she runs again in 2024? Will the fact that she attempted to subvert the election in 2016? Will it be news then? Oh, probably. It'll still be old news. Just because she uh, subverted one election, uh, there's no reason to assume she's going to subvert the next one. This is absolutely incredible to me. I mean, this is, this is really how bad it is. that the, the, the Clintons 
uh, in particular, have always had a sort of Latin American caudillo aspect to it. Well, that's why she's the Ava Peron uh, figure, you know, that basically uh, she she's... Uh, but, but, but this is... These guys are just a joke now. You know, the media... All the media love a good story. No, they don't. They kill and throttle and crush all the good stories and run stupid and boring stories till the end of time, even when it destroys their own business. Mark, the Tiffany Network, CBS. I mean, hmm. I grew up listening to stories of the gallant William, uh, uh, you know, what's his face? Uh, Pay, uh, what's his name? Uh, Paley. Bill okay. Paley, and yeah. Yeah, Bill Paley, and how the Tiffany Network was heads above everything else when it came to news. And then we had yeah. NBC News, the Chet Huntley, David Brinkley guys. And then we yeah. had ABC, the latecomer to the race. But ABC was supposedly, you know, challenging everybody with their... We had, we had Sam Donaldson, unafraid to go after a president right to his face. We had Cokie mm. Roberts. We had the likes of, even then... Uh, the, George Will and the esteemed, all of these people. Are there any grown-ups left at, in the executive suites of how can these news organizations justify ignoring a story with this much impact on the American political system? Well, because I don't think they look at it in the way that Huntley, Brinkley and those kind of guys look at it. They look on this as, uh, which is why the most, here's the only interesting aspect of the American press. In, it's when they suddenly decide, oh, it's safe now uh, to cover the Hunter Biden story. So they don't cover the Hunter Biden story when it mattered, which was in the fall of 2020. But then 18 months later, you suddenly, oh, wait a the Washington Post had a story about that Hunter Biden business. Ah, that's because it's not just because it doesn't make any difference now. It's because uh, they're recognizing that they're in big trouble and it might be time to start laying the groundwork for taking Joe Biden out before the next election. So, so essentially, these are political players now, political activists. They serve the interests of the Democrat Party quite explicitly. I mean, you see, you see ludicrous things where they... Every time they mention uh, the 2020 election, they have to mention that all oh, claims about uh, the election, election fraud are totally baseless. You know, their, their, their whole thing is uh, protecting. They're basically court eunuchs for the Democrat Party establishment and certain deep state players. And that's all they are, court eunuchs. And, you know, uh, that's why it's no surprise to see them just say, oh, oh, so Hillary Clinton, Hillary Clinton. Because normally it's some boring guy who's like a staffer for an intern, for a staffer, for an intern, to a consultant, to a consultant of Hillary. No. And so and nobody, nobody can follow that. It's far too complicated. The staffer of the consultant and the intern of the consultant. And nobody can follow. It's Hillary. It's the it's, you know, the woman who came top in all those stupid Time magazine polls of, you know, woman, top woman in the world. Everybody's heard of Hillary Clinton. She's got a book out. What happened? <laughs> you know, and <laughs> what also happened? <laughs> More of what happened. Just when you thought it was safe to go into the what happened. I know what happened last summer. She's got all these books out. <laughs> 
And the truth is, it's like that Agatha Christie novel where the narrator turns out to have done it. In Hillary Clinton's book, it's the narrator who did it. That's what's so fantastic about it. I love this. Oh, Mark. Washington Post. You mentioned WAPO. Washington, the Amazon Prime Washington Post. Now, I remember when the Georgia election laws were going up. You had all these same culprits, all of them, whining that this was the new Jim Crow. Oh, my gosh, those horrible, racist, bigoted Republicans in in Georgia, in Georgia. Why are they taking us Mm. back to put us in chains? All that nonsense, Mm. right? And then those people that actually read the laws that were being proposed said, no, 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 no. They're actually expanding voting rights, and they're, they're making it easier for people to vote, not harder. And, in fact, the final bill is less onerous than what is taking place in elections in Delaware and many other Democrat states. They never, these people in the, in the, in the left never believed it. They kept on saying that it was horrible. It's black people hardest hit, as always. Mm-hmm. Well, they're mm-hmm. voting. And guess what? It's record number of people turning out to vote in Georgia. How does that happen? Well, because nothing the Democrats say uh, matters after they've said it. So they put this out there a year before the election. Then the election comes along. It's not at all like anything they said. But they're never held to account to that. And I love the way my favorite line, actually, Joe Biden has just been talking mumbo jumbo, basically, since he uh, he, he took the oath of office. But the, the one line that really makes me laugh, every time I think of it, I get a chuckle, when he said, uh, this makes Jim Crow look like Jim Eagle. <laughs> <laughs> and I what don't does know. That mean? I don't know what it means. I I think like Jim Eagle was Captain America's sidekick in the 1940s comics or something. That's what he sounds like <laughs> to me. And, uh, it's Captain America and Jim Eagle fighting for truth, justice, the American <laughs> way. Anyway, I don't know. Or he's like the character on a type of old old school bubble gum or, or, or whatever. I don't know what was going through. Uh, Joe Biden's mind, but ever ever since that, I I think that I think in effect this Georgia voting rights bill makes Jim Crow look like Jim Eagle. I mean, he was they're just wrong. And the thing about it is, you know, this is a new world. We've had COVID and lockdowns for two years, and we've got all these crazy. Uh, transnational groups making plans for us and China taking over the planet without firing a shot and the Democrats have just are just frozen basically in a world that's a, a, a Christie minstrel show circa 1873 uh, all this the the lingo they talk the way the the whole attitude as if if somehow America froze uh, 150 years ago, and they just can't move on from that. For a party that claims to be progressive and about the future, they, they're just mired in these sort of same sterile tropes, circling and circling and circling, whereas, as you say, on the ground, there's actually more people voting than ever before. This is just remarkable, and we will not see any of these people that raise these racist tropes come out and say, oops, we made the mistake, oops, never no. mind. No, yeah. never mind. Speaking of never mind, there's a guy in Oklahoma. This guy's name Mickey Dolans. <laughs> Wasn't he in a rock group? I, 
<laughs> yeah, but hey, hey, we're the monkeys. Uh, people say we monkey around. And this this Mickey Dolans really wants to monkey around. It's, uh, he, this, this is this uh, Oklahoma state rep who wants to uh, perform a vasectomy on every, basically every 14-year-old boy. And actually, I would have thought these days every 14-year-old girl, because if, if I if I follow the swimming championships and the and and the and the, and the, and the uh, half 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 the girls have penises these days, so I think he wants to perform a vasectomy on all the young Oklahoma ladies. But I <laughs> I think that Mickey Mickey Dolans uh, of the Monkeys uh, has retired to Oklahoma. And uh, he ought to put in his act. Uh, what? How's it go? Oklahoma, where the vasectomists come sweeping down the plain, uh, which is a. <laughs> we all well, love to see. Uh, <laughs> no, he's trying to get a rise out of us because he's saying that all the women. This is part of the Republican war on women that they're not going to let women have an abortion in Oklahoma so that now they're launching a Democrat war on boys by making them go under vasectomies. And he'll say well, that then w- when they reach a certain age, they're going to reverse the vasectomies. Yeah, like a government vasectomy, that's sure to be reversible. <laughs> and you'll never get a rise out of me talking about vasectomies, not in any way whatsoever. But I mean... The- Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you're you're. I thought I've never. This is like uh, Bo Snurdly working blue. You've got your Hillary. I don't even want to go revisit the Hillary gag. <laughs> and now you're doing. Uh, you should do a crime story about some pervert and uh, use the old line about the evidence won't stand up in court. I mean, that's uh, that's where that. <laughs> That's where we're going with this. Bo Snurdly yeah, exactly. working blue on the matinee edition. <laughs> oh, Mark, where can people find you on TV? Your TV show, by the way, is kicking butt. You're beating Piers Morgan's behind. I don't, let me not say anything about Piers Morgan's that I would regret. Um, no. Where can no, no, people, look, where now, can people... now you, you, you've gone too far now. I, I could just about stomach the Hillary thing. I could just about stomach the vasectomy gags. But when you're talking about Piers Morgan's behind, I'm out of here. <laughs> where can people find you, Mark Stein? Well, you can uh, you can see me uh, every week uh, day on uh, gbnews.uk, and uh, it's uh, yeah it's a foreign TV show, but it is in the English language, so uh, you should be able to understand most of it, except obscure British references to things like the Lord Privy Seal. Well, and here's hoping that we all stay stay safe from monkeypox in the coming weeks, and. Uh... Yeah, that's a whole <laughs> other story. It's a whole yeah. other kettle of fish. I'm not going to. Because, you know, the U.N. Yeah. came out, Mark, and they said, you people talking about this monkeypox stuff, you're treading into very dangerous waters. We don't want you talking about about things that no. could involve sex. I just monkeypox yeah, no. and sex? Ugh, yeah, no, no, no. Now, now that's the thing. No, uh, you bring up Piers Morgan's behind, and then you bring up the monkeypox. I don't really want to talk about that in combination. Thank you. Mark Stein, thank you for joining us, my friend. We'll catch up with you next Tuesday. Thank you so much, Mark. Thanks a lot, James. 
Bo Snurley's Rush Hour here on WABC Talk Radio 77. Coming back so much more right after this. Rush. This is the Rush Hour with Bo Snurley. Bo Snurley. On 77 WABC. The Rush Hour with Bo Snurdly. Goes by the pseudonym Bo Snurdly. Rush, Rush. Now here's Bo Snurdly. Really uh, WABC. So Marvin, the marvelous Marvin Gaye brings us back. Like I feel, baby. Yeah. Robbie Mook. Okay, there's a story today. Baby, in the hill. Have you seen... This video has been everywhere. I don't know whether you've seen it or not. If you have, you know what I'm talking about. The video of the United Airlines worker, ex-worker, going off on one of the passengers. He smacks him. This guy that he smacked happened to be... An NFL, a former NFL player, Brendan Langley. I think he plays up for one of the Canuck leagues right now. And so what happens is the, Langley is using a wheelchair instead of one of those $5 or $10 or $15 or $20 pusher carts that you could rent at the airports, which are always a pain in the neck to try to get. And so he apparently he found a wheelchair. He put his stuff in a wheelchair. He's rolling it up to the to the United Airlines counter, and one of the workers takes issue with it, and apparently, this is what I read in the news, and starts arguing with him. What we saw on the video, and again, videos start and videos stop. We don't know whether what took place before the video started, but the video shows an argument going on, and then it shows the United worker slap this NFL guy. He gave him a Will Smith right in his face. He just willed him. He Will Smith them. Pyow! Right? And so after he pyows the NFL football player, Brandon Langley beat this guy down. He, he gave him a beat down. He gave him a, what did you just? And, and before he beat him down, he's turning and he's looking to other people like, did you just see this? Did you see this guy just hit me? That was what I think he was mouthing, something like that. And then he just went off, and he just beat this guy down, right? The Port Authority police show up, and they take the football player to jail. He was now, now, he's charged with simple assault. They released him on his own recognizance. But still, why was he arrested instead of the United Airlines worker? Now, you know that this must have been really bad because United Airlines fired the guy less than 24 hours later. They fired him. They're like, uh-uh, he's not our liability anymore. He's not our liability. This is a lawsuit waiting to happen, by the way. If I were this football player, I don't, I'd be suing United Airlines, and I would sue the Port Authority for this arrest. Now, I hate to tell you what this looks like to me because I don't want to, but let me put it like this. The Port Authority was of one skin tone, and the United guy was of another and the, the, the guy with the darker skin tone got arrested. And the guy who struck first mm, ends up getting fired, but they didn't take him off to jail, the Port Authority police. So 
I just think there's something that's incredibly, if this is real and there was nothing before that, this is just like blatant. And I think there needs to be a huge lawsuit. This United Airlines, aren't they the guy that, aren't they the ones that went on the plane and dragged off that Asian guy? Yeah. Like a creepy neighbor, State Farm does a 180 after whistleblower exposes transgender project for five-year-olds. We covered this story yesterday in its infancy. A Miami worker for a State Farm, apparently one of these diversity guys, signed up with this um, with this group called the Gender Cool Project to get explicit books into the hands of kindergartners and, and, and young children. The usual, what is becoming usual now, the usual um, transgender and non-binary person indoctrination. Apparently, and then, and then Consumer Research, who exposed all of this, released a 30-second spot like a creepy neighbor. State Farm is there peddling sex to children as young as five years old. Well, State Farm wasn't having any part of it. They're like, what? This is happening with us? No, 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 no. We're out of this. My guess is, just from reading in between the lines, and I could be wrong, my guess is the, re- the executives high up in State Farm didn't know that this was going on and didn't know that their diversity guy was diversifying that much. And as soon as they found out and found out the ad, especially with that branding, like a creepy neighbor, State Farm is here. They're like, oh, and we're not having this. And they backed right out of it. Nancy Pelosi is still in the news regarding abortion. She's gone public now criticizing the Catholic Church. She went on Morning Joe, that, that, that progressive show, where Joe Scarborough, who used to play, play like he was a conservative, is there with his wife. Well, his, wait a minute, did he divorce the first wife and marry Mika? Is that it? Yeah, I think that's this. Yeah, after, after his wife, Mr. Conservative, found out he was, well, I don't want to use that Canadian phrase, because, but he was doing the pooch. Anyway, um... No, uh, Nancy Pelosi went on there. I wonder about the death penalty, which I'm opposed to. So is the church, but they take no action against people who may not share their view. So Nancy Pelosi now is wondering out loud, okay, Catholic church, why don't you come down hard on politicians who are, uh, who openly support the death penalty? And of course she makes no distinction in her own mind or in the press between innocent life in the womb, innocent life and lawful punishment for some of the most heinous killers, murderers and criminals in our time. No distinction whatsoever. So in her mind, it's all relative. An innocent baby in the womb is the same as, uh, 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 is the same as what's his name? Who's still lingering the, the guy that was responsible for the 9-11, Khalid Sheikh Mohammed, who is still, by the way, 22 years after the World Trade Center came down, the mastermind is still being held at Guantanamo Bay and has not been put on trial. 22 years later, 
He's sitting it out. And we have Nancy Pelosi asking the Catholic Church, hey, 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 why are you bothering me about my support, about taking babies out of the womb, this genocide that's happening in the womb, when we have killers on death row that are not being handled? This is Nancy Pelosi's defense. It is pathetic. James Golden, WABC, Talk Radio 77. Remember, Cats at Night comes up next. And remember, we are here on the weekends while on Saturday at 7 a.m. for our Saturday morning radio extravaganza. So many calls. We're going to start with the calls, and we have more news right after this. Do not go away. You're listening to Bo Snerdley's Rush Hour. It's the Rush Hour with Bo Snerdley on 77 WABC. James Golden, known popularly as Bo Snerdly. This is the Rush Hour with Bo Snerdly. Rush, rush, rush. WABC. I can see clearly now the rain is gone. I can see all obstacles in my way. Remember, Cats at Night comes up next. Gone are the dark clouds that had me blind. It's going to be a bright, sunny day, folks. Here's a story that is really kind of difficult to do, and then we're going to get to your calls, I promise. There's a story that in American Wire News today um, that is should serve as a warning, by the way, and for women that think this is going to be easy if Roe versus Wade is indeed uh, overturned, then okay, I'll just get a pill. There's a story today in American Wire News that I was, it, it's headlined, I was not prepared. News site reveals women's experiences with abortion by pill. Apparently there's a women's empowerment news website called The 19th. And they have published now the experience of several women who had medication abortions. And they published that earlier this week. Abortions by pill, including illegal abortions, will become more common. And the likely event that Roe versus Wade is overturned. And then they quote one woman who says she wasn't prepared for how much pain she would be in. She decided according to this article, to have a medication abortion without telling her husband. Interesting that, isn't it? And she says she went through a huge amount of pain physically, nonstop nausea. She took her first pill at a clinic, second at home, heavy-duty prescription painkillers, yet she spent three days in bed with cramps. It took a week and a half for her to physically recover. Extremely difficult, says another woman who has had multiple medication abortions. We want people not to be so afraid of the pain that they continue with an unwanted pregnancy. But we want to be real about what what they're going to experience. Imagine that. We want people to not be so afraid of the pain that they continue on with an unwanted pregnancy. That's the world we live in, folks. Let's go to Jacqueline in Brooklyn. Jacqueline, welcome. WABC Talk Radio 77. You're on with James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snurley. It's our rush hour. How are you, Jacqueline? Thank you, James. Good afternoon. I'm well, thank you, and I hope you're doing well also. Um, thank you. So many 
things to comment on. My goodness. First of all, the devil with the blue dress on, I don't know why she even cares about receiving communion. I hope the next one that they go after is Biden. But anyway, um, your uh, hilarious guest, I love Mark Stein. Just one thing I wanted to add since he was talking about that regarding Clinton and her, cam- her uh, campaign. Uh, currently, there's the trial that began from Michael Sussman, who was the lawyer that worked at the law firm Perkins Boy, who Hillary Clinton's campaign hired to investigate the Russia hoax against President Trump. So I think your audience needs to be reminded of how devious the evil genius of Hillary Clinton is, that she created all these layers of separation by hiring the Perkins Coy law firm, who in turn hired Fusion GPS, who in turn paid the British spy, Chris Steele, to set up degrees of separation to insulate her from any involvement. And all this was done because of her email debacle that Comey refused to investigate. And if you give me you know the what? opportunity, mm-hmm. I'd like to comment on one other thing. I'm sorry, James. Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Uh, something, something separate. I happened to be watching the 6 o'clock news yesterday, and if you'll allow me to mention the uh, interviewer and the station that I was watching. Go ahead. So that your listeners can hear it for themselves. It was an interview that was done uh, by Lori Stokes of Fox. Live news, the six o'clock news yesterday. People can look it up and watch it for themselves. With the city council speaker Adrian Adams, who, when Lori Stokes asked her the question, "Well, in dealing with violent crime in the city, uh, would you be in favor of uh, more police?" and she hesitated before she answered the question, and she said, "Well, she's on board with making people and communities feel." if residents feel safer with the appearance of more police in the communities. Then she went on to say, well, we've never had a greater police presence. Uh, So she definitely does not seem to be in favor of the police. Never once did she say anything about Alvin Bragg or stopping the revolving door of letting criminals out of jail after repeatedly committing violent crimes. But one thing that her party is good at is throwing money at problems. She's calling for $5 million for hate crime prevention, which is fine, but tripling the budget for affordable housing to $4 billion. And we all know what happened under de Blasio, his wife's administration of the program Thrive, or as I call it, Die. That money still evaporated and no one knows what happened to it. And it's unaccountable for, and you're talking about tens of millions of dollars still unaccountable for, and there is no investigation whatsoever. And you're absolutely right. This city council, remember, these are the city council people that gave us the reforms that are allowing these, these, these perpetrators, or as Hillary Clinton would call them, these super predators, to roam the streets and commit more crimes. So it is no, they are just short of saying defund the police. And by the way, the New York police budget did take a hit, a massive hit. And there aren't as many police on the street now as there have been in past years. So, folks, this, Jacqueline is pointing out exactly where the problem lies. New York City Council is a big part of that problem. Thank you, Jacqueline, for your call. We appreciate you. Let's stay in Brooklyn and talk with Richard. Richard, how are you? Welcome to WABC's Rush Hour with Bo Snurley. How are you? I'm fine. Thank you, Mr. Snurley, um, Mr. Golden. Um, That's fine. Mm -hmm. 
I love you. I love your voice, and I'm, it's it's so nice to know that there's still somebody around connection to Mr. Limbaugh. But uh, there's one thing you said that it, it's a lot more nefarious than you think when you mentioned um, the situation with this this Mr. this fellow that got killed on the subway. Uh, yes. It's worse than even the color thing. I don't know if you remember or not, but when Cuomo was trying to pass a budget, he was trying to pass a massive tax increase. And I don't remember the name of the executive, but one of the executives from Goldman Sachs told him that if that goes through, we're pulling up roots and we're leaving. And he said if we left, that would collapse That would collapse the tax in New York State, never mind New York City. Because all the ancillary employees they have all over the place and the neighborhoods they live in, I think they're worried that Goldman Sachs is finally going to pick up roots and go to Florida or Texas. That would cause such a massive tax collapse of the tax base. It would be unimaginable. And I think they're petrified. Rich, no, it's going to Richard, happen. thank you. What an amazing for remembering that, number one. And number two, yes, that explains what I brought up. Hmm, it seems that all of a sudden, after a Goldman Sachs employee was killed, we finally are getting some action to bring police officers back to the overnights on New York City. It took this, a Goldman Sachs worker being killed. And this is, should be an embarrassment for Mayor Adams, and it should be not only an embarrassment for Adams, but for the Democrat Party, the corrupt Democrat Party that still prefers to see criminals on the street than behind bars, apparently. Let us stay in Brooklyn again and talk with Joe. Joe, welcome WABC Talk Radio 77. You're on with James Golden, a.k.a. Boats nerdly. Hey, so I I too saw the video of the incident with the United Work employee um, and the, the altercation. And the first video I saw, I think, is the same one you and I both saw, where the guy slaps him and then he gets punched. And then later I saw a, a longer video, which seems to show that it was creatively edited, showing that the, the the longer video shows that the altercation started like a good five, six seconds earlier, where you can't really see who started it. Obviously, no violence is okay, but, you know, we jump to conclusions based on what we see. There's more out there, more information, and, you know, someone could have deceptively edited that video with an intention of creating that question mark, and that's... And that is exactly why I mentioned that if this video is as it appears, because let us remember, folks, and you know when we started really noticing this? Go back to the Rodney King video. To this day, there are people that never saw the entire Rodney King video. It was selectively edited to show what the media wanted to be seen. You didn't see back then, and I don't want to just spend too much on this, but you didn't see Rodney King's belligerence toward the police officers and him threatening a female police officer. That was not seen on the video, and maybe it should have made a difference, maybe it didn't. But I thank you for that call. That is a real important part of the story. Now, we are up to our last minute, so I think it wouldn't be fair to take another call. Christine, she wanted to talk about some of the gender books. We have more people that want to weigh in on the Port Authority, on Biden and Adams, and on the Port Authority. And so we can pick any of this and all of it back up tomorrow. Remember, Cats at Night, up next. May God bless and protect each one of you and your families for reals. James Golden, a shower tomorrow, 4 o'clock. Be here. We'll be here. See you then. Bye.